what's up guys it's the first official episode of what we are officially calling in limbo so welcome to the inaugural episode my name is kyle one of your hosts with my boy ernest right here what's up everybody so yeah just here to talk some shit you know yes uh, talking about games specifically today um we just wanted to put together a short list of some games that we would like to see come back you know yeah. um, some ips that you know we feel like we've missed and deserve another shot or like a remake or like just a sequel i guess or just a revival in some sort yeah games that yeah basically games that we miss i like to put it that way it's like yeah keep it something we haven't had a chance to play in a while that hasn't had an entry in the series or hasn't been you know brought to the newer consoles yet so yeah uh it's quite a few nintendo games honestly yeah but, i feel uh, like it's it's a majority of know, our list right we were talking about it beforehand and i was like well that's probably because nintendo is infamous for not porting or remastering or making sequels to the games that everybody loves so much you know so yeah i mean we just jump right into it honestly because yeah we got a got a nice list to go through here um the first one we have on here is donkey kong but not just any Donkey Kong. Yeah, so specifically, not, not the side-scrolling uh, platformer Donkey Kong that like first comes to mind, right? Yeah, yeah. We want to see 3D open-world Donkey Kong, bro. We want another, you know, much like our the beloved uh, Donkey Kong 64, we want to see another one. We want to see something like that, you know? Similar yeah. to Banjo or like the... Uh, 3d world mario 3d world that we yeah. just got on switch or like a mario odyssey type i don't know they could do a lot of stuff with the donkey kong franchise there's so much there i mean yeah they could really give it the mario treatment and i don't see why they don't because it's so like i mean i, I feel, feel like donkey kong is as iconic of a character as mario maybe he is not yeah. exactly on the same level but like i mean for video game fans i've Pretty much, right? Well, that's the thing. I, also, are we getting old? I feel like Donkey Kong's not as big because I haven't seen much, I guess, Donkey Kong franchise stuff put out since, yeah. I'd say, like, what, maybe the GameCube Wii times when there was a bunch of Donkey Kong spinoff, like, rhythm games. They had all those, you know what I mean? Yeah, on Switch, all we really got was Tropical Freeze, huh? Well, that not that wasn't even a Switch Was that game. even that a Switch a port. game? That was a Wii U port. Oh, you're right. So, yeah. I mean, but in general, I mean, other than Mario, do any other Nintendo, like, character, like, the kind of mascot characters get the same treatment? I feel like Mario's ah, yeah. kind of the only one that gets well, Zelda every generation, you know? Besides Zelda? We're not going to talk about that. It's, like, made. Yeah. I mean, yeah, those are, like, of course, everybody wants those. We decided to leave Zelda and Mario off the list because... um that's no not mario those, right? oh well i guess well there was one mario game in particular we want to talk about well we'll get to that one but yeah generally speaking we we get mario and zelda games every generation from nintendo right so yeah i mean it's like they're best selling it's of really course, just a yeah. matter it's really a matter of 
them porting or remastering the specific titles. Like, you know, we just recently had the Nintendo Direct where they announced that they're going to remaster Skyward Sword, port that to Switch, which is great. But, I mean, what about all the other Zelda titles, right? It's so, coming, man. I'm telling you. It's what's the, the what year? 35? Is it 35th for Zelda this year? I think so, yeah. Yeah, so I feel like it's coming. They made a big deal for Mario last year. They're making a big deal for Pokemon. They just had that Post Malone thing, and they just dropped yeah. that Pokemon Direct. I'm sure they're so, going to do something. Like, it's going to be something big for Zelda. Yeah, right? there's still time. So, I mean, we'll see what they do. But like we said, Zelda also, and Mario are the two franchises that get but the most love. I was going to say, it's different, though, because isn't it like Pokemon's 25th, and then Mario is, what, 50? No, no Mario was 35-2. Tripping 35-2, then I'm dumb. I don't know why I thought that. Yeah. Last year, I think, was Mario's 35, 35. right? Yes, okay. So if they did that big for Mario with the collection, I'm sure they're probably going to do. They're going to put Wind Waker, Twilight Princess, um, fucking Majora's Mask, and Ocarina of Time. They're going to put them all That's in one. That's what I'm one. saying. That's what I want. And they already, we said we weren't going to talk about Zelda, but look at us. Here we I are. know. <laughs> you can't they already you can't, can't help it it's nintendo <laughs> yeah we already got like ports slash remasters of the nintendo 64 zelda games on 3ds though right so we got majora's mass and ocarina of time yeah that's there, and they looked yeah. great and it was technically a remaster but like where can we get that on switch like can we get that ported to an actual console and not just, just a handheld thing like you know, everybody wants to play those games. Those are, it's especially coming. Ocarina of Time. It's some of the most, one of the most beloved Zelda games of all time. It's coming. So they're yeah. gonna, they're gonna yeah. milk. The I don't Switch. doubt it. I agree with you. I think it's coming. It's just a matter of time. And I would hope they would do it this year on the anniversary. But I mean, we'll see what happens. Yeah. But I mean, um, I guess on the topic of Mario and Zelda, one of the other games on our list, um. Not a mainline Mario game, but one of the few games that got me into RPGs when I was a kid was uh, Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga on the Game Boy Advance. The Game Boy Advance, yes. And I love that game. Did you ever play this one? Yes, I did, actually. I played the the ones on the Game Boy Advance. I did not play the DS ones. I know there was a, I think. Yeah, I didn't either. I think that was Partners in Time. Yeah, wait. Is, At so least one of them was Superstar Saga. Is that the only one on Game Boy Advance? I'm not sure to be honest. I see. There might have been a sequel that was before the DS one. Um, but yeah, actually, no. It was just yeah. Superstar Saga was GBA, and then so I guess yeah, that was the only one I played because I know there was a couple more after that, and they were on the DS and 3DS. So the last one was actually. Oh, actually, no, dude. The last one was 2018, 3DS. That, was that Partners in Time? Mario and Luigi Bowser's Inside Story plus Bowser Jr.'s Journey. Yeah, okay. So there was one on 3DS. I would like to see these games on Switch, though. I would like to see console versions because, you know, everybody's kind of crazy about the Paper Mario games, which is cool, but it's... It's not still really not the same. same. Yeah, it's still not the same, I was going to say. As it's a different original. combat style, different art style. Yeah. I mean, I get why they want to change it up. It's new audiences, different people. But then, I mean, they're not going to cater to, like, their old fans, I feel like. 
<laughs> they they never do, right? They always want to change it up. Somehow. I think what was so particularly what was so good about Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga was how accessible it was as an RPG. I feel like as a kid, I wasn't really into that stuff, and yet this game incorporated so many of the elements of like what people like about an RPG. You know, you have all you can customize your equipment and your characters and your skills and then you have the turn-based stuff but also it's kind of works in conjunction with like timed button attacks you know to do extra damage and stuff so it was like had like really nuanced mechanics and it was really well done and it was like you know a cool kind of kid-friendly story and you know i think i think people would be into it you know? oh my but God. like you said maybe if it's just people like us who remember it, maybe the audience isn't there, but I don't know. They make, there's so much other stuff on switch that, you know, why not give it a shot? So I just looked up, I wanted to see who, what team developed, um, the series, the Mario and Luigi superstar saga series and all that. Um, it was this publisher alpha dream, I guess Mm -hmm. you heard of them. I don't know if you heard of them, but they did all those. And then, they did the Hamtaro games for the Game Boy Advance. I don't know if you played those. The, this is I know, but those are so fun, dude. The Hamtaro Ham Ham games and fucking. Maybe you haven't played them. Maybe I'm just a. No, I didn't play them. <laughs> I'm not even sure. If, if you, I'm, if anyone oh, out there wait, has wait. played those, like any of the Game Boy Advance Hamtaro games, hit me I up. I recognize those are the so fun. Rainbow Rescue game. I've seen it. I never played it though. Dude, I used to play those. Also, I used to watch the show this, too. So. Yeah, that's how you know you're a weeb if you used to watch yes. Hamtaro. <laughs> oh gee we out here come on bring give us a different some variety in the mario rpg arena please and also give us a good mario party game and if you're not going to give us a good mario party game bring back warioware yes warioware wario land yeah i mean wario in general come on yeah like bring him back wario, show wario some love but i specifically mentioned warioware because I feel like, at least in my opinion, the last Mario Party game on Switch was not that great. I agree. I had high hopes, I guess. It was like the game, the mini games. I mean, it. I feel like that's what makes or breaks a Mario Party game is the mini games. And they just weren't that great this time around. And I feel like WarioWare, with its kind of chaotic nature and kind of just it's not worried about like trying to tell a story or anything it's just pure like fun creative games mini games i yeah. think that would work really well on the switch especially for like couch co-op or even yes. like online multiplayer you want to get together with some friends and just play some wacky games like warioware is the thing for you and the and I thing think that is would thrive on switch i totally agree because i think the with games on the switch a lot of the switch is actually underutilized like the touchscreen for the most part like a lot of games aren't really using that and i feel like warioware would be so fun because i don't know if you played like the D- i think there was a ds one right yeah with like the yeah. stylus the touchscreen like all the games you'd play on that that could be translated could, onto like, the switch like blow really into the easy. mic right that was yeah like one of the things yeah so they really utilized all the like capabilities of you know the platform they were on so yeah I'd, warioware definitely wasn't afraid to try weird and different mechanics in order they could totally use the hd rumble too not a lot of games use that yeah oh because that was one of the few things that was cool about the latest mario party game is that the 
some of the games that use like the rumble or yes. like the gyroscopic motion is like they work pretty well and they do Mario work could probably do some pretty cool stuff with that so yeah um what else do we got on the list we got so we went through donkey kong warrior superstar okay kirby air ride okay i was just talking about this too you played that right on the gamecube i did i have played it okay did you like the game personally i wasn't super into it to be honest okay tell me why i just remember thinking it was like not as good as mario kart and unless i'm thinking of a different game wasn't there like might be thinking of a sonic racing game but was there a like if you can you fall off of your like vehicle and then you have to like run get and back catch on it? it yeah there's part yeah that is a mechanic in the game okay i okay. thought that was pretty dumb that was pretty dumb so i agree the racing part of that game even though that was like a big like main chunk of it i feel like that sucked my favorite part were the multiplayer like arena battles so, like, where you would get all these, like, power-ups, and you could just run around and just, like, mess with each other, blow each other up, and, like, use all these specials. And it has, like, all of the... You would have to find all the different, like, um, air rides, you know what I mean? All the boards. So, yeah. if they made this into, like, a battle royale, I feel like it, it would be a hit, dude. Like, it has everything. Like, that game mode was so fun. If they somehow translate that... Yeah, fun. yeah, if they could pull it off, because that sounds, like, quite... A, like a task to accomplish because when you brought it up initially i was like yeah i mean i feel like there's enough racing games like kart racers and just racing games in general that maybe there isn't an audience for another one but as a battle royale if they can figure out a way to do that then that might just be something that would be pretty cool right and i know people say battle royales are getting stale right but it'd be a flip on it it's another spin yeah, I mean, they made it work with Tetris and Mario. Like, why not a racing game, right? Exactly. Well, not even racing. It's like fighting slash, like, vehicle arena fighting. Oh, yeah, I see what you mean. You yeah, know what I mean? Just the, the battle mode. Yeah. Thing, right? So, like, Twisted yeah, Metal, be... which is another one that's on our list. Which, now that I'm thinking about it, bring Twisted Metal back, too. Also, give it a battle royale mode. Right. Boom. Two birds, one stone. Like, or nah or nah i don't know <laughs> twisted metal <laughs> I definitely know. i feel like yeah that could translate well but like when was the last twisted metal ps3 right uh, yeah PS2. i think when we looked it up it was like 2012 or was it 2008 the last one i remember playing was on the ps2 <laughs> yeah me too that's what i thought the latest one was but it turns out there was one on ps3 which was 2012 yeah so, I mean, it's been a while, but also now that I'm thinking about it, like, I don't know, do these games really hold up? Like, maybe there's a reason that they stopped <laughs> making them because right. at the time, Twisted Metal seemed pretty, like, innovative and, like, there wasn't really anything like it, but I don't know, maybe there just isn't as much of a market for a destruction derby type vehicle combat game, you know? That's Yeah, that's maybe very people, true. Maybe people just want, like, racing games now. But, I mean, either way, we enjoyed it. So, you know, it stands to reason that maybe there's other people out there who yeah, that's also definitely true. have a fondness for games like Twisted Metal. But, yeah, I don't know. guess we'll see. Maybe they'll bring it back someday. Um, but there's a couple other games on our list that I think are ripe 
for the picking when it comes to resurrecting old titles. Um, the first one that I want to bring up is Tenchu, which I think would do really well right now. I don't know if you ever did you ever play this game or are you familiar nah, with it? I have not. Is it PS One? Yeah, it was PS One, yeah. and I think there were, there was a sequel that might have. I'm not sure if the sequel came on PS One or PS Two. So it was like an action game. It was a stealth, Ooh, okay, assassination type game. Like you play as a ninja. So basically, uh, okay. I haven't played Ghost of Tsushima, but it's Ghost of Tsushima. Ghost of Tsushima is probably pretty similar to, or at least some of the mechanics are similar to what Tenchu did back in you know. 2001 or whenever it came out yeah it was a pretty like an early playstation one game and it was awesome like at least if from my memory like tenchu was so like well made and also unlike really anything at the time except aside from like metal gear you know which was like kind of created the stealth genre but tenchu also you know it's not it's a totally different aesthetic and it had a co-op mode where you can play split screen with a friend and your two ninjas kind of taking on these levels together, which was super fun. Um, and I think it also had like a battle mode where you could one V one each other as the ninjas. So, I mean, there's just tons of potential there. And with games like ghost being so popular, I mean, I feel like people are like kind of craving this whole, you know, feudal Japan aesthetic and oh, it's hot right now. You know, samurai and ninjas are kind of hot right now. So, if they bring back something like Tenchu. It's it's a win win. It's incorporating things people like, and it's reviving an awesome franchise. Um, but aside from Tenchu, we also have Onimusha, which is even more like Ghost of Tsushima, where you play as pretty much like a samurai type character, but it was much more linear. It's, uh, is it a stealth game? Like Capcom. Onimushu was not. It no. was like a... I have not played it. So. Imagine Devil May Cry, but okay. with Samurai. It was developed by Capcom, so it's got like... So like a hack and slash type of, shit? Yeah, pretty okay. much. But uh, at least the early games, the first... Maybe the first two games, had like the old school like fixed camera style uh, where you just okay. each different gotcha. you know section of the level you enter has a fixed camera and you just kind of navigate and fight a bunch of enemies and had cool boss battles like pretty cool lore so i mean there's you know again so much more wait it says here i think there was a remake for ps4 or they re-released it ps4 yeah 2019 a re-release or like a new no just a, like a re a re-release hd it's a hd remaster they just put it back on. yeah yeah you could play the old titles on current gen but i would like to see you know a completely new game a new yeah, entry in the series you. you know or even maybe like a reboot kind of like how they did devil may cry oh yeah so i mean again just another ip right for the picking i think people would be into it but yeah uh, kind of rounding out our, our PlayStation picks. Right. Um, just want to briefly mention Warhawk. I don't know if you ever played this game. It was a free-to-play multiplayer. I don't, not like an MMO, but it was like how old was one this? of the? It was like early PS3. Oh, PS3. Okay. 
So, but what was so cool about it is that it was like really big lobbies. It was one of the first games that like, you know, once they got the capabilities on console to run really big lobbies like that, it was like teams of like 30 or 60 players or something. Damn. And it's like just a big, you know, like a battlefield yeah. type. So it's like war zone. Dog fighting. But like yeah. Planes. It's like third person shooter. But yeah, there's, you know different types of vehicles you got your land vehicles your tanks oh, and planes okay, okay. and so there's just like it's just like a big kind of war zone playground where there's all these different tools and you know weapons to pick up and it was super fun and it was free so it was like it was free awesome yeah it was free to play i believe uh, it might not have been at the jump but at some point it did go free to play so i mean i see i see pretty awesome but and like you said, there's like, you know, tons of other free to play battle royale, like all these. There's so types many of yeah. games, or yeah, but Warhawk was one that was pretty at the time, at least, pretty unique. It was kind of like had like a Fortnite kind of feel, I think, before Fortnite was a thing. I got you. At least in terms of being like kind of a fun, cartoony third person shooter. Um, With but the also big open like, map. You know, yeah, big open map and vehicles and stuff. So it was yeah. kind of like. You know, the mashing of, like, a Fortnite-type game with something like Battlefield, you know? So, super fun. Yeah. When I think about it, man, we're so spoiled now with all these huge maps and games. Back then, maps used to be so small. I know. And it used to seem like... It used to seem big. Yeah. It's crazy to go back to play these old games and see, like, oh, wow, this isn't how I remember it. Especially graphics. I feel oh, like yeah. I always thought games looked a lot cooler when I was young and then you go back to it and it's like such great about your imagination yeah nostalgia is a hell of a drug so the last PlayStation title we got on here uh, is Jack and Daxter which I thought there actually had been an entry in the series recently but turns out no there's only been the three mainline titles and then the there's a Jack X racing game so I mean we haven't seen a Jack and Daxter game in almost a decade, I think. Yeah, and you know it was big when it got a racing game, so you know, bring that shit back. Yeah. And it's like, I feel like Jack and Daxter was a pretty... I mean, even if we don't... Obviously, this was uh, Naughty Dog before, you know, Uncharted and The Last of Us. Yeah. But even if they didn't develop it, I feel like they could still give it to a another in-house sony first party developer and keep a lot of the same charm and you know the same fun platforming mechanics and like, i like yeah make a really good game because it wasn't like anything crazy that like it wasn't or anything wasn't... kind of unique about naughty dog it was more so you know just good platforming really fun combat yeah and you know a cool story with like magic and like you know weird elements involved. Yeah, the combat was really fun in the, like in those games. I have to say. Yeah. Like even the like shooting in the later the I think the last the second and third games incorporated like guns. Even that was like pretty fun. I don't know if it holds up. I feel like maybe I'm remembering it more fondly. <laughs> when's than when's it the last time was. you picked this up? Yeah, that's the thing, because as I'm saying it, I remember seeing one of my friends, he was streaming on Twitch, he was playing it, and he was complaining about the, like, shooting, and I was like, oh, yeah, maybe it wasn't as, like, solid as I thought it was, but I mean, 
all the more reason to you know bring it back right so you can yeah iterate on that and kind of like bring a refined version of that but i mean it's just you know fun characters the another kind of mascot character that sony could bring back and make a new game for but yeah um the last couple on our list not sony exclusives but this next one is real special to me because i had a lot of fun back in the day with uh ssx and we haven't had a snowboarding game like at least not something that i've had as much fun with since i think ssx3 because even i think there was a game after that ssx on tour which i played and i didn't think it was as good and then other kind of clones like steep was a recent yeah i tried steep it didn't hit the same i guess i was expecting it to be i don't know just in the mood for some ssx type shit i feel like nothing really hits the same and again maybe it's the nostalgia talking but it's you know if it was fun back then i don't see why they couldn't you know make a game in the same vein the same spirit and just kind of refine that and keep the same fun kind of over-the-top mechanics for it that SSX was known for, like doing crazy tricks and flips and, you know, all of that stuff. It's like it didn't take um, itself too seriously. It was just fun, you know? Yeah, that's, I think, the main thing. But also a killer soundtrack. Like, yes. to be fair, like, EA gets a lot of hate. Their games usually have really good soundtracks, you know, for what it's worth. Um, and I, I actually was playing SSX3 recently, and uh, I forgot that they have a like a DJ that will you know you hear on the radio essentially while you're just riding around, and it's so cool because it seems so real. Like I feel like they did a really good job executing on that and making it seem like it really is like a radio show that you're listening to. So I mean that's just like another kind of thing that you don't really get that much anymore. So yeah, well, all the more reason to bring back SSX. You get that in, I mean, that's in Cyberpunk. You get the radio. You, I mean, if sure. That's GTA, what I was going to say. I feel like it's really only in either like, racing game or, I mean, anything with yeah, a car, I guess, that's right? That's true. Like GTA. You oh, I know that. what you mean. Like in something else, because it, it was a snowboarding game. It's not like you're in a car. Like you had. Yeah, that, yeah. So it was kind of, I guess, unique in that way in that you got that experience without being, you know, in a car, in a game where you're driving a car. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. All right. So moving along. Oh, okay. Yeah, the last couple we got here is Portal. So when I was looking this up, I really was kind of shocked. Like, Portal 2 was 2011, so 10 years ago. So it's like a 10-year-old series or franchise now, which I think is crazy because it feels like it was like Portal 2 just came out. You know what's, like, even crazier, though, is that those games still hold up. They do. They still do. And they're on sale pretty often for, like, five bucks on Steam if anyone's able to catch it. Like, it's worth it. Especially co-op. If you have someone else to, like, play it on Steam co-op, it's just, it's like a whole different experience to run through it that way, too. Yeah, I think that's the main reason I never played Portal 2, because it had the co-op element, and I didn't have anybody to play with. I didn't feel as compelled to get through it, whereas the first one was, like, you didn't really have that option. That's and true. the story was really cool, so the I don't know if the great. story in the second one was as cool or if it kind of... I think it holds up, what. yeah. Holds up to the first one. Was there a reason to 
from a lore standpoint to continue like the story of Portal? Um, I don't think so. They could have ended it at Portal One, but I think it was just such a hit that they were like, let's let's do a second one, add second, add multiplayer, add co-op, like. Because the second one, if I'm not mistaken, I didn't play it, like I said, but I heard that it, uh, at the end of it, there's a tie-in to Half-Life. Mm, oh, I know what you're talking about. Uh, I don't want to spoil it for anybody that plays it, but I mean, it's, I mean, the game's not that long either. Like, you can get through in one night, I feel like. Also, it's been 10 years. It's been 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> it's been 10 years, but I don't, I don't like spoiling games that are good. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> I want, fair. I want people to experience it and just, even if they haven't, like it's 10 years, but like it's 10 years if they haven't heard of the game, you know, they probably haven't gotten spoiled, you know, so. That's true. So go play Portal. It's definitely worth your time. Both of them, honestly. Um, especially the second one if you have a friend to play with. And then, yeah, maybe we'll see another one. I mean, Valve is pretty, like, infamous for doing <laughs> stuff like that. Right? I mean, how long did it take them to bring out this latest Half-Life game? Alex, it's it not even like the... Over a well, decade? It, it, yeah, and it's... I mean, it's still cool. And it's cool. not even, I'm, like, a proper sequel? Yeah, it's not. It's like a prequel, so... It still adds to the story. It's still world-building. And it's... I... I understand why they did vr i feel like they wanted to be one of the first in that space to to provide those kind of games um but i just wish they need to have it just like a regular pc release of that <laughs> you know like yeah i don't want the i don't have a vr i'm not gonna buy their index their valve index for a thousand bucks right now we're in a panini that's, <laughs> that's kind of valves like mo right like they they really only release things if there is an opportunity to innovate or to do something new. Yeah. So, well, I mean, that's Half-Life. Like, when the first one came out, it was innovative because it was, like, the first FPS to, you know, do the whole story narrative where, like, your character actually interacts with the world kind of stuff, like, back then. Yeah. Like, so that's why it was, like, genre, like, defying. But it's such a staple now that people don't realize it. Like, back then, games back then didn't have that shit. Like, it was just basic ass, you know, like... Not not to like talk shit on those basic like those games, but it's like it's different. You know what I mean? It brought in that sense of like, oh, you can tell stories really well through video games. Like, and it actually translates. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it'll, it'll get people hooked. Like, it was one of the first to do that. Like on PC too. Like, like you know, it's just it's history to me. <laughs> I haven't shared a lot of people too. It's something I feel like. If you appreciate, like, video games and, like, narrative-driven games, I guess, uh, it's something you should, like, go back and just play it once at least. It's not that expensive either. It's just, like, it's like a 20-year-old game now, I think, the Half-Life one. Um, but I know there is a, a remaster, in a sense, like a fan-made one uh, called Black Mesa. So it's not official, I believe, but I haven't played it, but it's supposed to be good. Check that out, too. So without Half-Life, we would have no Last of Us, basically, is what you're saying. I don't know if that's what I'm saying. Some Another studio could have done it. I'm not saying they're <laughs> the one, but I'm just saying, like, they were one of the first ones to, yeah, like... No, yeah, it is you know, regarded I mean? as, like, kind of, yeah, one of the first to... to like, if not them, I'm sure a... someone else would, but they were one of the first ones, all I'm saying. Yeah. Shout-out to Valve, right? But, yeah. All right. So... Last one on this list we got is the Def Jam fighting games. Hell yeah! First of which was what Def Jam Vendetta, and then it was Fight for New York, right? Yes. 
Those which were, so... were super fun. Like, <laughs> yeah. even I was telling you before we like started recording, like I didn't enjoy them that much because I, at the time, I sucked at fighting games. But even still, I enjoyed like the performances of all the characters, like the yes. fact that they brought on so many artists to like actually do their own voice in the game and like kind of help create their own characters was like super cool and not something we really see anymore. Right. I feel like it would be harder to do. Yeah. It's probably a lot of like licensing issues that mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. cause they also had a ton of music in there. Yeah. Especially like with labels. Soundtrack. Yeah. So, I mean, it was probably a licensing nightmare, which is probably why they haven't. It would be part. It would be <laughs> at least so part funny. of the reason why they haven't done another one since. But but think of the yeah. memes, man. Think of the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably makes it for some good memes. <laughs> Snoop Dogg and fucking Nate Dogg and yeah, that was cool, man. If they remake they one now. If they remake one now, who would be on the cover? Six nine. <laughs> I'm done. No, I don't know. <laughs> Who would it be? Because it wouldn't be any of, like, all those rappers at the time are, like, all of them, almost all of them now are, like, considered, like, old school. Yeah, like, definitely. Really relevant. So, like, now it would be, like, you know, Travis Scott. And, yeah. It could happen. They need to make, know. this shit would be so fun, I swear. Have Lil Uzi Vert in there as the fucking vision. Yeah. He shoots shit from his fucking crystal. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a bunch of today's rappers would totally be down for it too. Like yeah, they would be on dude. Board to somebody, do their own somebody fucking hired me, bro. Let's make that shit happen. I don't know the fuck I'm, how to make video games, but let's do it. I saw a tweet like not too long ago, like within the past year, from I forgot who. If it was like the developers or if it was EA or whoever, ask like there was a poll. It was like, hey, would you guys like to see a new Def Jam? Oh game? shit. So maybe it's something that someone's considering. Maybe it's in the works. Who knows? Maybe we will get a revival of that franchise. We'll see. But on the other side of this coin, I just want to quickly throw some shade and talk a little bit about (laughs) franchises. (laughs) Not that we would like to see come back, but that we would like to see maybe go away. (laughs) Just leave. for a little while. And come back. Or maybe permanently. Who knows? You know, maybe they just need to take a little breather, take a break. Yeah. Or, you know, maybe it'd be all right if they we just didn't see any more games. Yeah, we both don't games. agree with each other on some of these, but I mean, fuck it, you know. What we think. <laughs> it's our so opinion, boring. so fuck you. <laughs> Hot takes. But yeah, um, the first one up here is Halo. Um, I think you said it. I don't really feel too strongly about Halo mm-hmm. other than the fact that... Uh, it, the new one looks like shit. <laughs> so, I mean, go off, go. maybe maybe just take a little more time to make. I mean, even though it's been like, what? When was the last Halo game? Several years but since we've seen a Halo game. They're going to make so, another one. The new Xbox fucking came out. Yeah, but I mean, it just got so much like there was such a backlash when they released the trailer because it looked like a Xbox 360 game. Like it looked pretty bad. So, I mean... I don't know. Maybe that's telling of how they the development went wrong, or I don't know. But either way, you know, maybe just try something new. Xbox, 
Speaking of shitty mascots, <laughs> that's what, that's what I was about to say. That. One of the only other ones they have is the Gears of War characters, who I don't even know who they are. But Bro, I'm so tired of that fuck. shit too. <laughs> I played the first one. I was like, all right, I get it. And then more kept coming out. <laughs> the third one came out, and I was like, there's a third one. What the fuck? <laughs> it just keeps going. I played, I played Gears Five at E3 two years ago. And I was like, this is what the hype's about? Like, this game kind of sucks. Like, the gameplay just, like, it didn't seem like anything that was worth the hype. So, I mean, you know, yet another Xbox franchise that could maybe take a break and benefit from some time off. Or maybe just, it's maybe it's time to end it, huh? Maybe. Yeah. You know, there's this next one, special place in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just I already um, know like without even looking at the list I know just by that what it's gonna be uh but one and here's the thing I don't want this particular franchise to go away permanently but they definitely absolutely 100% need to stop with the annualized games yeah they need to take a break they need to go back on like more than at least a three-year cycle I feel like and you know of course we're talking about Call of Duty yeah because everybody, they release the same game every year. And you know what? Everybody buys it. So I'm guilty. You know, I'm why, guilty. Would they, why would they ever stop? So if anything, this is directed at you out there, the listeners, the gamers who are out there buying yeah, Call of Duty every year. Fucking what are you guys gamers. doing? It's, I know it's my fault too, though. I'm a gamer. Vote with your wallet. You know, like if you are sick of these games like I am, don't buy them. There's yeah, plenty of other games to play. But all my friends play it. That's true. They got you by the balls on that one because everybody plays Call of Duty. Yeah, that's honestly why I fucking got it because everyone fucking has it. So I'm like, all right. It's not. It's fun. It's mindless fun. But it's like, it. I don't feel like it's, it doesn't hit that, like, you know, it doesn't give me that serotonin where it's like, it makes me want to keep playing. It's just like, all right, this is cool. Like, it doesn't make me want to, like, get better at the game. You know what I mean? It doesn't have that grip on me where, like, I want to grind it out and actually be good at this game. Like, I don't get that from this, from Call of Duty, like, at all. Like, I don't know. It's yeah. just mindless, mindless, just arcade shooting for me. It seems like they're headed toward a wall where they're going to have to stop eventually and do... It's too much. At the very least, maybe just take a year off in between titles, you know? Dude, Especially more than a year. Only have... More than a year, man. Well... The reason they were able to do it every year is because they had three studios. Now they have, yeah, on them, yeah. But now they only have two. Yeah, now they have two. So maybe that'll say. kind of force their hand, and they'll have to kind of alternate. It's seriously but, too every year. Like, just have one. Just do the fucking like the online game model. You just have one game, just fucking update it and sell microtransactions, bro. I mean, they already do that too. But like, there's this makes more money. Like. I mean, yeah, they got Warzone. Like, they're already popping that off in addition to. So, yeah, they're already doing that. But, I mean, so stop fucking releasing every year, fuckers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll see. I'm sure this year they're already planning. Yeah, I know. Stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's like the iPhones, man, every year. Yeah. But, I mean, this is more directed at people who play them. Like, the reason they do it is because everybody it, out yeah. there buys the games and then spends a ton of money on microtransactions and the battle pass and all the cosmetics and they make a ton of money. So why wouldn't they do it every year? Yeah. Of course they're going to, that they're just, yeah, they'd be throwing away money if they didn't do it every single year. So it's, you know, partly it's the publisher and the developers, but 
it's also on us, the consumers. So, hey, everybody out there listening. Yeah, wake the fuck up. What with your wallet? <laughs> wake up. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Um, <laughs> I'm asleep. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's like I said, they're just printing money at this point. You know, microtransactions are a hell of a money-making machine, which is why sports games make so much money. Because of microtransactions, which is yes, every sports game. It's some. It's so crazy. Like if you thought Call of Duty was releasing the same game every year, look at Two K, and FIFA and Madden. They are quite literally. It's like yeah, I know this is a hot topic too, right? Year. Like everyone talks about this too, but it's like it's there's a reason. Like <laughs> come on. Yeah, again, everybody's buying them, dude, and you know, like we were kind of talk like trying to figure out like what could they do that might be a better model and what seems to make sense is that is for a sports game to be a game as a service right where it could just be hey this is the fifa game this is the madden game here's 2k with no year on it it's just this is the sports game right and they can just continually update it and you know add update the rosters and update mechanics and try and improve on it sell the jerseys and then, every different variation yeah and then just sell cosmetics or you know for the time being you can still keep your your gotcha mechanics and your kind of gambling mechanics and you can still make money that way fifa but <laughs> maybe you don't have to sell the game every year because it's the same game literally i think i think it was fifa that got there was like some backlash because like players complained like yo this is literally the same game like there was almost zero change between you know the fifa games of one year to the next and i mean yeah, so I clearly it. they're not even trying at this point they're just trying to change the Money, bare minimum please, that they can you know. to get away with it so i mean yeah sports games get it together you know? <laughs> i also, mean everyone loves sports is, though that's what I'm saying. This is another one where it's like consumers got to vote with their wallet, you know? But again, it's it's kind of that, that give and take because all your friends are probably playing the latest 2K, so you got to get the latest 2K if you want to play with them, right? It's just a lot of considerations, but ultimately, it's if people are buying it, they're going to make it, right? Any other ones? I don't know. We got a couple on this. I mean, do we really need to talk about... We just like Spitfire. We don't even have to go in top in depth. We can just be like, all right, all right real fuck quick, this, fuck this, Guilty Gear, not that great of a fighting game. <laughs> all right, Final Fantasy, I could care less. I'm sorry. Yeah, Final Fantasy, overrated. Sorry. Even though Final Fantasy VII is gonna be free this month on PlayStation, I'm probably gonna play it. <laughs> like overrated still. Damn. Rockstar third person games. Rockstar, your games are washed. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> It's like Jakey said, your formula is outdated, bro. Like, sure, they Rockstar makes really good open world, third person shooter, story driven games, sort of story driven. I feel like at this point, it's like they make their games more for the open world possibilities than they do for the story. Even though, you know, I'll, I'll admit, Red Dead had a pretty cool story. I would like to see what Rockstar could do if they didn't focus so much on open world and multiplayer aspects and focus more on a linear single player narrative campaign. 
much like Naughty Dog does with The Last of Us. I would love to see what Rockstar could do because Red Dead is proof that they could make, they could write an awesome story. So imagine if this game was much more linear and much more focused on, you know, nuanced mechanics and, you know, kind of expanding on the combat and the cover system and all these things that go into that and character progression. And then, you know, don't make me worry about brushing my fucking horse and cleaning <laughs> shoes and all this other garbage. Hey, that I had people to do like doing that shit. The story. <laughs> okay, but I'm maybe just, just give me you. the option. Maybe give me the option. No, but you're right. There are some people who enjoy all those little things. They treat it like an Animal Crossing type game, right? Which, by the way, yeah. is another series that could die. Um, uh, nah, fuck but, you. <laughs> <laughs> but, but with, you know, with Rockstar's games, if you're going to offer the you know, the realistic approach, maybe also offer the kind of video game approach where, you know, you can kind of turn off the wash my horse mechanic and the clean my guns and all that stuff that just kind of seems to get in the way and take up time. And let me just play a video game. If that's what I, if that's the experience I choose to have, as opposed to making me do chores, you know, that's my that's my piece on Rockstar. All right, you guys heard it. Kyle's never gonna buy a Rockstar game ever again until they make a narrative game. That's not what I said. I'm <laughs> probably gonna buy next if the GTA next GTA game is in fact set in Vice City. I'm playing Yo, that shit day yeah, one. Agree. So, you know, I still got love for Rockstar, and I have a tremendous amount of respect for them. Their games are finely tuned and polished when they release them. I don't know if they've ever released a broken game, ever. I Maybe speaking out of turn, but from my <laughs> memory, I can't think of a time when, you know, Rockstar pulled a cyberpunk. You know? Ooh, burn! But I mean, shout out to them. They hey, make shout out, products. yeah, shout out to CD Projekt Red too, though, because I'm getting a goodie bag from them. Yeah, shout out to them for making a broken game. <laughs> <laughs> because they're hooking you up. Shout out to them. <laughs> Shout out to those guys. <laughs> hey man, but yeah, the, the the base is there, but you're right, is broken. I'm disappointed. That's another topic for another time. Yeah, you're right. We could leave it at that. We could leave it at that. I I yeah. I could talk about that too. That's ooh. We'll we'll have to get into it another time because we're we're just about out of time. This time, you know what I mean. So, yeah, that's our list. That's what we want to see come back. You know, kind of like half joking about these franchises that need to go away, but also like, come on, Rockstar. Um, but, yeah, that's pretty much it for this time around. So any final words? Um, nah, but uh, like I kind of want to say like they didn't die, but like, Daft Punk, dude. Oh, OK, yeah, they didn't die. They're fine, but the yeah, legacy, you know, it's the end of an era, huh? But also, like, Daft Punk released like what three albums over the course of like <laughs> forty years, <laughs> so it's like, how much did they really give us? Like, not to throw shade, I love Daft Punk. That's what I'm saying. IPs, I want to come back. Okay, yeah, I would like to see. Well, yeah, I, okay, um, for selfish reasons, I would like to see Daft Punk come back. 
<laughs> specifically because I never got to see them in concert and I really would have liked to. So, you know, if you guys could just do a little reunion tour at some point, that would be pretty cool. On that note, we're out of here. Thank you to everybody listening. Uh, shout out to our boy Carlos one time. Yes, thank you. Creative, our creative collaborator helping us out with this whole project. Um, but yeah, that's it for this one. So we'll catch you guys next time. Later. See ya.